Well, hello, hello, hello. It's 12.36 midnight. Is it called midnight? Nah, early in the morning. And this is the only time that I have the chance to record. So yeah, why not record another episode that should not even exist in the first place? Well, with this unnecessary introduction, well, maybe let's go on with what Ever I wish to talk about for this one. Welcome and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time zone you're in, or if there's anyone even listening to this random ass podcast called The Podcast, I'm still your host. One half of the Illegal Bros, this is Patrick, and I would like to continue with what we have started with the first episode, and I'm really confused why there are plays for that one, like how did I get some plays for that, but it's actually a great one, like yeah, at least there are plays for that episode. Well, this is part two and the last part of the movie gems, of course, this is not the end of me talking about movies, this is just the beginning of it. And I would like to talk about some of the films that I really, really admired and that really helped me become who I am today. So, with that being said, let's just jump into it. I totally forgot the films that I discussed from the last episode, but yeah, so... It's really difficult when you're looking at like the past posts that you had when you were just like 18 or something like that. So the movie gems that I created back in Facebook during that time, like some of those movies, I cannot even recall them anymore. Like I really need to rewatch it. So basically what I decided is I'm just going to talk about the films that I still remember, like films that I really love the most. So of course, with that being said, I actually just watched a documentary, like the behind the scenes of this trilogy, and I would like to recommend it. Of course, everyone probably watched it already. This is the Dark Knight trilogy by Christopher Nolan. And some are basically saying that this is one of the greatest, if not the greatest trilogy of a super superhero genre. No, technically it's not a superhero film that's what they emphasize in creating it that's why for those who haven't watched the three films you should really do watch it and afterwards i recommend to, for you to watch the behind the scenes of the film which is uploaded in warner brother warner brothers youtube channel which is one of the best things that i've ever done during the whole quarantine period like the way that they discuss from creating the characters writing them directing them having the cast and creating the concepts and the design it's really amazing but in terms of the filmmaking process this trilogy managed to give us our very first taste of what a good origin story or what a good origin film looks like the way they presented batman like for the half of the movie you basically did not see any batman instead you have the ninja Bruce Wayne learning how to be a ninja under the League of Shadows which is a great way of making it 
clear to everyone watching that this is not the Batman that you got to see before. It's not campy, it's not super dark, but it's a mixture of what makes the character Batman and Bruce Wayne different from one another. Bruce Wayne is basically a playboy who managed to have some humor. So it's not basically a dark film because Bruce Wayne shows humor, humanity, and the sense of being a smart person and just sometimes full of himself and kind of like taking things to his own hand. But that's what makes him much better than the other iterations of the Bruce Wayne character. Well, we got a glimpse of ben affleck's take on it which is actually good but they botched it for justice league and he never got the chance to like introduce himself properly as the title character but in this trilogy what makes it good is not only do we have a very intimidating and realistic version of the characters but we have like tons of characters in this trilogy that are really something that you can relate to from Batman Bruce Wayne played by the ever amazing Christian Bale and we have they have two separate actors for the role of Rachel we have if I'm not mistaken it's Katie Holmes the ex-wife of Tom Cruise and we have Maggie Gyllenhaal which is Jake's sister and then we have like Harvey Dent which is played by Aaron Eckhart. What an amazing underrated performance that was. And of course, we have, we have the Joker played by the late and great and of course, Oscar-deserving, Oscar-worthy. And I hope that this performance will never be forgotten or how great this one is. The Joker played by none other than... None other than... Wait, this is this one's weird because... Fuck. Okay, I'm. I told myself that I'm not gonna swear, but this is pretty much embarrassing. Like the Joker is my favorite character, like my favorite movie villain of all time, and I'm here forgetting the name of one of my favorite performances ever. Like, what's his name? I know, I know his name for like good five years now, and I just forgot it right now. My God, this is so embarrassing. The Joker is played. He's in. 10 things I hate about you my god Heat Ledger okay that's it Heat Ledger you know what's funny I can like dictate like hundreds of different actors or actresses directors and can I can give like five examples of their films of their works but if you ask me like a proponent in the mathematics field I can barely say anyone correctly and what they have and uh, what's their influence and what they have given of course Rene Descartes the, the Cartesian plane but no, other than that I can barely remember anything at all so that's how I'm, how obsessed I was with films but anyway the Dark Knight trilogy is amazing because of its characters its supporting characters everyone Commissioner Gordon we also have Michael Caine's character which is pretty much um, the, the emotional drive of the films and we have Morgan Freeman like all the supporting characters in here are amazing also like Cillian Murphy Tom Hardy's Bane is also amazing and I think that's what makes the Dark Knight trilogy something because it's not just about having a very authentic main character but all of the supporting characters are amazing also so 
it's a really highly recommended trilogy for all of those who are fans of superhero films but at the same time it's not just a superhero genre film it's a film and that's what makes it the best ever for my in my opinion so i guess that's the part for the dark knight well of course since we are in this part of the the next one since we discussed like a superhero based film like i would like to continue that continue that um momentum of sorts so basically i've recommended three films that are somewhat already known but i also would like to recommend this one which is Watchmen, which is pretty darn long if you really want to watch the best version of Watchmen. So Zack Snyder's director's cut of this film is really amazing. Of course, there are still flaws with this one, but what makes it really cool is because it managed to give us characters and performances that are top-notch. Even though, okay, I would like to admit this, like there are some characters in there like that are really that cringy at times but with Rorschach's performance in there and Dr. Manhattan Ozymandias is also good and Night Out is also good but the others are oh the comedian of course he's very good in this film so for those who are not familiar this is like a set or a group of people that it's like the Avengers but they're depressed characters they're douchebags they're terrible human beings and that's what make them different it's like they call the watchmen they're supposed to be protecting people but instead they're doing things because of what they want like they're going on or they're moving forward with their own intentions instead of having the intentions of for the better of everyone so they have their own set of goals that makes them differ from one another and their philosophies manage to break them all down and have this amazing film which is pretty darn long but if you really have the time to do so it's three hours long and you take the time to really watch it you will enjoy it it's not basically it's not like most of the superhero films because this one's already r-rated and at the same time What's amazing about this one is it really takes no boundaries at all. Like it goes forward with everything that they want to do and that's what makes this really amazing and that's why I really I really really would like to recommend this one. It's hard to talk about it because I might spoil something but Watchmen is something that you should really watch, man. My god, that's a very terrible pun, but yeah. That's basically it for Watchmen. So now we're done with basically four films. Since the first one is a trilogy, then we have Watchmen. So I would like to go back to Chris Nolan because I'm basically talking and and explaining things without a script. So I'm basically just speaking based on memory, but going back to Chris Nolan, one of his early works, the one that really made him, him, is this film, which is Memento. So Memento basically follows a 
unreliable an unreliable narrator which in you follow this character who has this sickness that he tries to tell everyone wherein when he gets disoriented he forgets everything that happened beforehand because of an accident like he hit his head after he lost his wife and then he's been having troubles with his memories which he claims to have and that's that really made for an interesting film so we follow this one this unreliable narrator who tends to forget about all of the things that happened beforehand when he gets disoriented in this journey to find the killer of his wife the one who injured him and the one who killed his wife and at the same time what's interesting about this character is that all of the things to remind him when he forgets are in his body he have tattoos telling him what to do what to remember it's really a bizarre thing to do for someone and it's really a good film to watch i have a lot of things to say about this film but i'll just leave that for the next episode i guess but it's a really great film it's a great thriller and it's really something that you will that will put you at the edge of your seat so better watch it I don't know if I mentioned this for the first episode but one of my favorite films of all time is definitely Blade Runner starring Harrison Ford and the first one is really amazing yes it's so damn long and I have to admit that it took me three separate days to finish the film like I watched the first hour then the next hour the next day and i finish it the, the third day so basically i have to be honest for that one but it's really something that really changed my mind in terms of filmmaking and the films in itself and it really gave me this insight of how amazing a film can be and because of this film i actually got more into it and then i started reading about it like there are different versions about it especially with the ending that it had so i actually managed to research a lot to the point that i that i found out that this one is based on a book written by pilif k dick which is my god one of the best sci-fi writers of all time and because of this film i got introduced to this amazing writer and i started reading some of his works and to this day i still think that um his two works which is ubik and do androids dream of electrical ship which is basically the basis of blade runner is his like the top tier works of this guy and my god all of his works are amazing and there are a lot of films that have been adapted and it's all written by him and with the sense of blade runner with the reason why i would like to recommend it this is something like this is what happens when you have like an art film because of how of how aesthetic and how the the score and the scenes were played and at the same time how the characters are presented it's some sort of an art film combined with a sci-fi steam it's not a steampunk it with a with a what they call this kind of genre like it's kind of like a my god why did i forget about this cyberpunk yeah the cyberpunk genre 
So there are a lot of genres that you can discuss with regards to Blade Runner, but it's really amazing. So yes, it's long. Again, it's long. But if you really have the time to watch this one and to appreciate all the little nuances that the characters do, you will really have a great time watching it. So just an introduction for those who haven't watched Blade Runner. So Blade Runner is basically about Rick Deckard, which is a Blade Runner. A Blade Runner is someone who hunt down replicants. And replicants are basically robots or AIs with... The problems with with the with problems because the problem with the replicants is they started to rebel, and because of that, this blade, these blade runners are assigned to hunt them all down, and that's basically the plot of the story. And it really grows goes great, and I think you should really watch it. And it took like 30 years or so to produce Blade Runner 2049, which is the best film that I've ever watched in cinema because it's my first because it took me like a while before i really appreciated watching films in the cinema like when i got to college and i re- there's this mall with there like there are a lot of people in the mall but people rarely watch films in there so most of the time when i watch the film i'm like with 10 other people so it feels like you have the theater to yourself so that's how that's how amazing it is and when i watch blade runner like seeing that in the big screen Blade Runner 2049 is one of the best sequels ever made yet it doesn't get that much attention and what's frustrating it's a box office bomb because of how big the the budget give it to this film like how amazing this film looks like you don't even know what part is CGI and what part is like a production like a like a whole set so that's what makes this so amazing and the story is still like loyal to what the story of the first one is even after 30 years it's really that great and this one for this 2049 so basically i'm talking about two films now so for the blade runner 2049 what really makes this great is ryan gosling's character here is amazing and i don't want to sound like a bad guy here but Ryan Gosling is amazing when he's silent, when he barely speaks. I think that's the full potential of Ryan Gosling playing. Like when he's silent and just doing all these actions and all these facial expressions, you really learn more about his character. His performance in Drive is also amazing. And with limited dialogue, you watch Ryan Gosling like take it to the skies with his character. So this is how great that one is. What's great about Blade Runner 2049, you can watch it solely as a film without knowing about the first one. But what makes it better is you watch the first one. Because this is, it. This is the fact. The whole theme of the first one, which I cannot talk about because I basically spoil it. The whole theme and the ideas, the questions, the theories that were left unanswered in the first one were somewhat discussed but still left unanswered on the second one instead you will be given more questions that will help you um, understand the beauty of films like this like that's how films should be like they end and they let your imagination pull you through the years like imagine where will this go like those questions those what ifs makes the film much better for that's in my point of view sometimes the what ifs are for films that suck balls but yeah so that's the case so Blade Runner 
and Blade Runner 2049 and actually the short films made to um, to market Blade Runner 2049 are also good especially the one directed by um, Watanabe which is the director of Cowboy Bebop which is actually my favorite animated series ever so it's really a great way to market Blade Runner 2049 and I don't know if I still have my voice right now because I really need my water and it's in the other side of the room well maybe later well since I've really talked a lot and I think it's it's time to really end this series now I mean I still have a lot of films to talk about of course I will not shut up but yeah of course we need to end this episode and maybe if we end this episode we end it the way that it's supposed to end with like my favorite film of all time which is Inception well don't don't um think of this the other way like i love inception so much to the point that i really watch it every time that i celebrate my birthday like before the day of my birthday or during my birthday but i stopped doing that tradition because i watch paprika and that's what's crazy because okay i'm saying that you should watch inception but you should also watch paprika so first let's talk about inception so inception is amazing because it's it talks about like how amazing dreams are like the dreams that we have when we're asleep and how it really affects your real life your your life in the wake mode or something like that but what makes this sci-fi trailer amazing is the very fact that you have this dream stealers of sorts wherein they steal thoughts and plant ideas this is why it's called inception they plant ideas to other people through their dreams this dream stealers of sorts again directed by chris nolan this one is starring well one of my favorite actors leonardo dicaprio we have in supporting roles we have joseph gordon levitt which is actually one of my favorites also tom hardy ellen page and Cillian Murphy is also here and the list goes on and this is really an amazing film from start to finish the way the score my god Hans Zimmer is the best like you will really feel the intensity of the film of the scenes this is how amazing the film is and it's there are parts of the film especially in the first act where it's expository but that's part of it because they want you to understand the film me once you're done with that you'll have an amazing ride it's a box office hit but still not really um that famous for other people still underrated of sorts but it's something that you should really watch it's amazing and i would also would like to note that ken watanabe is great in this film also and the lines that they change like that also um how do is it right is it marine cotillard yeah she's also so great as as the dead wife of Leonardo here she's really great in here like the lines in this film really made it much more than it and the way that we have more theories 
unanswered after the film which is also great again similar to what i said earlier that's what makes it beautiful but the reason why i have like a love-hate relationship to this one even though this is like my number one film is because i watched paprika and it's similar to it and it, this one is the 2007 i think and inception is 2010 so 2007 they have paprika and it's directed by i don't know why i'm forgetting names when i'm talking right now even though i know them by heart like the same director oh yeah satoshi kon okay i remember so satoshi kon the director of perfect blue also directed paprika and paprika is amazing it's it's not dream stealing like inception but it's about dreams also like they're developing this technology wherein you can like lucid dream and act on it and do a lot of things with it and connect with other people then it turns to shit but what's amazing about paprika is there are scenes in there that are really amazing and i fully appreciated it because i watched inception first and i saw like that that scene is technically is similar to what happened in inception so i think i can't find like a legal document of sorts or like a new s- stuff that says that inception is um influenced by paprika but still paprika is also a great film one of the best animated films that i've ever watched of course satoshi kon's filmography is that amazing so basically i'm telling you now watch inception watch paprika you'll have a great time especially for those people who who think about their dreams like for the dreams that they have when they're asleep like those who are fascinated by them i think you'll be more fascinated about it once you watch inception and paprika so that's why i am recommending it so that's it basically for this episode well that's the end of it it's been a long 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 episode and i'm basically tired i enjoyed it of sorts and i don't know if this will even even see the light of day but i do hope so that one day it will but the real the real point of this is i would just like to share everything that's on my mind talk about films that i really care about and to be some sort of a hobby and and i think it's working well so far and i do hope that sooner or later we will have guests of sorts and we'll have a community this is a dream of mine but yeah for now i'll settle for this as a hobby well that's it for the movie gems and next the next episodes will focus more on a specific film a specific literature a specific topic Uh, so that it won't be that long and it will be much more descriptive and in a way somewhat prepared and rehearsed because this one is pretty much me just holding my phone even though I have a microphone near me. So that's it for this episode. This is Patrick, one half of the Illegal Bros TV. And as always, in case I don't hear from you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye.